Are you sitting down? Are you ready to hear something very, very strange? I'm going to say a series of words in this order. And it feels weird to say it, but they are your first place Pittsburgh Pirates. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If I wasn't, how could I have this lower third? that claims that you can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade now. And this is my fifth full season here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. And, oh, I just want to also just quickly remind you that this episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming a baseball general manager, managing your own franchise? then this game is for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the App Store. Our listeners get 100% boost to all their franchises when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, to the game. Follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Be sure to follow us on Facebook. And you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Or check out some of the other great shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. Like, let's take one for just totally randomly Locked On Pirates with Ethan Smith. Ethan oh, yeah. Smith, the one of the hottest teams in baseball. I got to say one. I have to, some of, there's some teams still playing right now. But the Pirates are in first place. And my taxes have been filed for over 10 days. Yeah. What uh, in the name of Lloyd McClendon is going on around here? A lot of stuff. Uh, the Pirates are playing good baseball, and I don't think Pirates fans know how to react to it because we're so accustomed to expecting everything to go wrong, but nothing's going wrong. Uh, as we speak right now, the Brewers are down seven in the bottom of the ninth to the Red Sox. So you mentioning that we would be in first place, that will be sole possession of first place unless the Brewers score eight runs with two outs. Uh, the Cubs lost earlier on Sunday to the Dodgers, and we beat the Reds. So we might be the only team from the Central to win on Sunday. They've won seven in a row, Sully. They swept two series in a row in two completely different fashions, may right. I add. Yeah. I mean, they went they win the Rocky series with a sweep, score 33 runs over three games, and then it was just pitching matchup after pitching matchup this whole weekend against Cincinnati where they win again. And then you have the Dodgers coming up with the Nationals. They just need to keep winning games. I mean, yeah. that's that's what ultimately matters at the end of the day. And you always say it. These April games matter at the end of the year when you start like this. Everybody thinks that ah, it's just April. It doesn't matter. These games matter to your 162 game record by September. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe the Pirates are the surprise like the Orioles were last year. I don't know. I, I truly don't know yet. 
Well, I mean, the point that I've made, I, I made this ad nauseum, I've made it ad nauseum this year, but there, there are two points to make. First of all, they've won seven games in a row. It's never the wrong time to win seven games in a row. You ever time you have a week and we you ran out the the you know the strength for that week, a cynic might say they played Colorado and Cincinnati, two of the worst teams in baseball. Fine, but they won all those games. Yep. That means they're winning games they're supposed to win. That's how you win a division is you beat the teams you're supposed to win and you hold your own with the other ones. And rem- and remind you, they started the season losing a series to Cincinnati. You know, they start, you know, they, they, you know, they didn't, they took, they lost a couple of games to um, the Astros as well, but they won the series against St. Lou, the team that everyone was picking to win the division. Then uh, they had what the series, it was four, it was four. Oh, games. okay. Oh, that's right. I didn't see the other game. Sorry. But then they, uh, they have supposedly six easy games on their schedule. Well, ask the angels about easy games when they blow games to the Royals or they blow games to Oakland, you know, yeah. they, you win the games you're supposed to win. And, you know, Hill pitched very well the other day. They got, was it Velasquez pitched today? Yep. Um, their bullpen has been lights out. And yeah, if you're the, the other important thing is if you're going to be a surprise team, like Pittsburgh wants to be, is they're taking advantage of the fact that St. Louis is off to a clunky start. But also, if you want to be a surprise team, it's good to get out to a fast start and build yeah. on that as opposed to stumbling out of the gate like, oh, I don't know, Washington or Oakland or Kansas City or Colorado and have it in your mind, oh, I guess we're not going to be good this year. Maybe you're putting the confidence sign in the Pirates saying, all right, okay, one month in, we look pretty good. Yeah, and that's the big kind of point that I keep making is the Houston Astros, for example, last year, I'm sure at one point in the year last year, they had a five or six game losing streak. I'm sure they did. Every team has that wall that they hit every single year that you just have a week where it's not, it's you're just not playing great baseball or it's just not your week. So why not win as many games as you can win right now? So that when that five game losing streak comes down the road, that'll eventually happen you're still over 500 by the time that happens. I mean, the Pirates are, I mean, if they win on Tuesday against the Dodgers, they're 10 games over 500. I mean, yeah. that that is unforeseen in my tenure as the Locked On Pirates podcast host. And to add to this too, Sully, the other thing is the O'Neill Cruz injury that happened against the White Sox, I thought that was just the derailment already. I was like, yep, there goes this, like, there's the derailment already. Brian Reynolds has not played, as great as he did when the season started, of course, um, shout out to him as well. I hope he's doing okay. As he went on the, uh, forever. Bere- yeah. yeah. I don't know. how. To, yeah. yeah. There we go. I don't know how to pronounce that word. So I'm not going to try to, um, but there's just been a lot of contributions, not only from the veterans they bring in like Carlos Santana, who stole a base today at the age of 36. I was like, okay, all right, cool. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon looks like, Andrew McCutcheon of old. He looks like he's just happy to be back in Pittsburgh playing baseball. Then you have Austin Hedges, who Vince Velasquez, or not Vince Velasquez, Rich Hill on Saturday night threw nine straight balls. Austin Hedges goes out and talks to him. Then he throws seven straight strikes. Yeah. I mean, it's just that kind of stuff there. But then the young guys, like you mentioned Jack Sawinski earlier, he's finding a way to have something happen every game. You're seeing like the guys of G1 Bay, Connor Joe. Ben Charrington did something this offseason that 
he loves. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what he's done, but he's enjoying it. And I'm enjoying it too. I, I was, you know, you're, you're jumping ahead on the notes that I had, but I'll just, I'll just, you and I didn't go over everything we talked about. I like to keep the conversation a little fresh here. I was going to bring him up in segment two, but why not bring him up now? One of, I mean, I love under the radar acquisitions, the acquisitions that aren't the ones that are the big splashy one catches everyone's attention that pay dividends. And so far, one of the best acquisitions made has been Connor Joe. Connor Joe. Oh, but hey, by the way, just to put a cap on one thing, the Astros didn't have a five game losing streak last year, but they did have a four game losing streak. Okay. Well, so, so there you go. But Connor Joe has come up not only. Has he had some some big numbers so far? But he just seems to be in the middle of a lot of these rallies. Mm-hmm. And he has been, you know, Connor Joe, for those of you who don't know, uh, was a very big prospect in the eight. He's exactly the kind of player I wanted the Pirates to be going after. Someone who was a big prospect in an organization who it didn't work. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. And you give him a new shot. You give him a new lease on life. You know, he's 30 years old and never panned out with the angels fine but uh or am i am i am i mistaken this am i am i did i swipe him out with another person did i just make a total fool of myself he was acquired uh, from the angels right he was acquired from the rockies oh from the rockies but yes. he was with was i think he was on the angels at one point i believe no so. no 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 he was no he was with the giants i'm sorry I'm sorry. I I mixed it up. But he but but again, he was a guy. He's like a guy who was a big prospect. I'm sorry. I mixed up my California teams for a minute. He was a Giants prospect who was supposed to be the bee's knees. Wound up with Colorado. Never didn't quite turn into the player they thought he was going to be. My bad. I, I meant to say the Giants instead of the Angels. Forgive me. Um, but he never quite he never quite made it with the Giants. He never quite made it with the Angels. And so the Pirates give him a flyer, and he's he's putting up big numbers. Yeah, and uh, if you want me to make it even more full circle for you, Sully, the Pirates drafted this guy. Oh, really? I I didn't know that. 2014. Okay, now i got to get his BaseballReference.com page. Yep, he was the 39th overall pick in the uh, 2014 draft from a compensatory pick that the Pirates uh, got. So that was the other cool part about them – bringing him back was, oh, they drafted him nine years ago. He goes to where he goes throughout his career and then ends up back in Pittsburgh anyway. So, again, a move that I'm assuming you love to make because they saw something in him nine years ago. Why not see something in him now? Yeah, but he's someone – He's if I have his page up now. I now remember because he was – he did come up with the Giants. It didn't work out, and he's bounced around between – you know, in the minor leagues between the Braves, the Giants, Los Angeles, uh, Colorado, Cincinnati, and then finally lands in Pittsburgh, where, look at, I mean, it's less than 20 games, but do you know what? Maybe it's like, hey, this is my shot. This is my opportunity. This is where I can fit in. You're not asking him to be a five, six-year star, but you say, hey, can we squeeze one good year out of you? Mm-hmm. Can you get some big hits for us? And so yeah. far, so good. And it just makes, you know, and, and you're right. Uh, McCutcheon has just been, you know, it's been a rejuvenation. It's a sense of, hey, this is, you know, he's back where he was beloved and a star. You know, he he got, a, he's already had a few stolen bases. He's already hit a few home runs. It's like it's 2013 all over again. 
Well, Andy's an on-base machine. I mean, his walk rate is crazy right now. His on-base percentage is probably just as good. And not only that, but he's just he's a guy that these guys haven't had for a couple of years now where, you know, every team there's no, to me, there's no such thing as bad veteran leadership, especially veteran leadership for guys that have been on good teams. You look at the veterans that the pirates brought in. You're talking about rich Hill guys been Mm -hmm. everywhere. I mean, is there a team he hasn't played for? He probably struck out Babe Ruth at one point in his career. Um, Vince Velasquez has had an up and down career, but he's been accustomed to being pretty good. Andrew McCutcheon was on the last set of Pirates teams that made the playoffs. Carlos Santana was on the Seattle Mariners team last year that was in the divisional round of the playoffs last year. So and was only, on the World Series team with uh, with Cleveland. Yeah, so you're not only bringing in guys that are veterans of the game that know what's going on, you're bringing in guys that are accustomed to winning. And something that's already been said around this clubhouse a lot is Andrew McCutcheon comes into the building – And he's not coming into the building to lose. He didn't come back to Pittsburgh to lose. He came back to Pittsburgh ultimately to teach these young guys how to win in his his kind of twilight years. And so far it's paying off. And I don't understand. I don't see anything wrong with how this team is performing because they're winning games in different ways. That is the best thing that I could say about it. And a lot of that, I think, goes to Charrington. A lot of that yeah. goes to Charrington of how we put this team together. And because let me tell you something, it's not always easy to be a GM. And I know that for real because there's a game that I've been playing, and that game is called, where is it, folks? Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. Now, I, look, it. I've been playing some sort of my own team fantasy sort of situation ever since I was a kid. Pursue the pennant, digital diamond, hardball. I played all of them. Nothing's better than the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. It's a great game with my team, the Honolulu Waves, are finally riding the wave to a couple of wins. We're turning things around. And as the general manager, I have I have all the responsibilities. Hiring the coaching staff, managing the finances, scouting, drafting, Manage through difficult personalities and injuries, navigating the franchise through free agency and the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable online. Play on the go. Play during a Zoom call. Play whenever you want to. Locked on MLB listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using promo code Locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up at the App Store. ProBaseballGM.com, the ultimate baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. We're here with Ethan Smith of Lockdown Pirates. Look, at Ethan, you and I have been doing shows for about two or three years now. This is your third full season? Uh, third full season. Well, third yeah. First, and yes. you've, been on, you've been on the show each one of those seasons mm-hmm. with, with me. This is new. This is a new dynamic. Yes. Because most of the time, it's been like locked on Eeyore. Yeah. I was like, oh, all right. I guess the Pirates are losing again. And again, it's still April, but it's going to be May in a week. And I believe, and and I, I fervently believe this, that the first checkpoint, the first real point when you can have a sense of what a team is, is around Memorial Day. When you've had about two months 
you've you've about a third of the season has gone by, and that's the time you take a look at your team and say, okay, what the hell are we? And you say, oh my god, maybe we're a contender. And you say, okay, I have between now and the trade deadline to make the team exactly what I want it to be. So the first checkpoint is in about a month. But the you know this first month, you couldn't ask for much more than this. But you know, looking at them, you know, looking at the team right now, I think their pitching strength has certainly been the bullpen. Yeah. You know, Bednar has been great. Um, Holderman has been has been very good. You know they've had they've had some other good pitchers out of their bullpen. They've had some. You know Velasquez pitched great today. He was pretty rough before today. Um, tell me your thoughts of what could actually even be better than the team that is currently right now with the best record in the National League. Sully, what's the one thing you've told me over the last couple of years? Your twenty-six best players should be on your roster, right? Right. What if I told you a couple of them weren't on the roster yet? <laughs> Henry Davis just had two home runs today at a um, at Double A Altoona as one of the top catching prospects. Uh, Leo Piguero and Nick Gonzalez are going to be up here eventually. You're talking about Luis Ortiz, who has five of the seven fastest thrown pitches in minor league baseball right now. That he'll, he'll eventually be up here eventually. And Andy Rodriguez is dealing with an injury uh, injury right now, as well as Mike Burrows. But those guys are going to add to this too, and that's another thing that I've been stamping in people's minds right now is the rendition of the Pirates we're watching right now might not even be the best rendition of the Pirates we see this season with some of the guys that are going to be available. And who knows what the trade deadline looks like if they get to that point and they're in a similar spot. I mean, you have a lot of prospects to work with with a top 10 farm system again. So pitching right now, 12 of their last 13 starts solely have been quality starts. Mm-hmm. That's not sustainable. We all know that. They're, they're not going to do that consecutively again probably for the rest of the year but it's fine because as you mentioned the bullpen's been great uh david bednar comes in and it it, it's the game's over pretty much when he comes in the way he's pitching right now starting pitching has been perfectly fine they've been going deep into games to give the bullpen some rest because there are injuries in the bullpen right now but you look at robert stevenson he's done fine so far you look at dowry moretta he's done pretty good as well um Harleen Garcia should be coming back soon in that bullpen. So there's a lot to like right now. And the fact that they're they're surviving the injuries that came their way with Cruz, Choi, uh, Big Z. I can't pronounce his name because there's too many vowels in his name for me to figure it out. Um, But the fact that they're surviving this and playing the way they are with all these injuries is very welcoming to how the rest of the season will go. Because injuries happen in baseball all the time, and the best teams are built off of how they play when those injuries happen. You know, one of the things, and I'm glad you brought this up, yes, the bullpen has been the strength, but they've also been getting quality starts. And I do think that that's a symbiotic relationship. They feed off of each other. You have the quality starts, that means you're not asking your bullpen to throw five, six innings a game. But you know you can rely on your bullpen so you don't have to stretch out your pitcher artificially yep. to be like, well, geez, we can't go here because the you know we have a it's a two nothing game. If we bring in our bullpen, they're just gonna cough it up. So I, you know there's there's always the chicken or the egg. And it was not I mean the, the two greatest examples I ever saw were and I've said this before, the Joe Torre Yankees and the Bruce Bochy Giants had a strong rotation and a strong bullpen, and they're able to 
work off of each other. You don't have to – that the same pitchers can – in the bullpen can every once in a while get a night off. Mm-hmm. And but those starters can go deep enough, but you don't you don't have to uh, you don't have to be like you know Lasorda leaving in Fernando Valenzuela until his arm doesn't work, you know throwing twelve thirteen complete games a year. So the the nice thing is you're seeing that you know if if you're if you're going to see some of the starting pitchers start to improve bit by bit. Um, it doesn't mean it, 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 there's not going to have the death knell of the bullpen, which right now is their big strength, but I think it can continue to move forward. Yeah. And that's something too, that the bullpen will eventually get help at some point, because if you're bringing up Luis Ortiz, you're not going to probably run a six or seven man rotation. You can't, it, what, you have no reason to. And that's one of the uh, things that is good about these quality starts right now is they don't really have a long relief arm at the current moment. But I do think that problem will solve itself eventually. And that's the thing. Ben Charrington has set up this team, and I am going to go do this eventually, uh, and I'll make it a show of kind of comparing that 2013 Red Sox World Series team to this team just analytically and just kind of looking at how it looks because this team reminds me a lot of that team because you go back and look at that Red Sox team that he built. You had David Ortiz, but – You didn't really have much else outside of that. I mean, it wasn't like it was a star-studded, crazy lineup that was going to win 150 games. Obviously, nobody's winning 150 games. But it wasn't like the craziest lineup in the world. And I think the Pirates are also showcasing something that you mentioned the Angels earlier. Baseball is not just all about having your stars. You have to have a cohesive unit. And I won't even lie to you when – Charrington was making all these moves in the offseason. I said, this is fine and dandy, but how is this all going to fit together? So far, right. slowly, it's fit together quite well. Well, I, t- I tell you, I mean, as a name, New Englander was following the Red Sox, the the 2013 year came after the disastrous collapse in 2011 and the horrific Bobby Valentine year. The, the mood amongst Boston fans going to 2013 could not have been lower. It was so sour. And my, I, on my old podcast, Sully Baseball Daily, I called that team at the beginning of the year, I called them the Delhi Flowers because I felt that the, the organization was needed to apologize to the fan base. It reminded me of a guy who realized he was in trouble with his wife and he had to grab some flowers. And the only place it was open was a deli. So he just grabbed some flowers to come home and he's going to say, I'm really sorry. Can we mm-hmm. just make up and, and talk? And I had no expectations. Uh, I felt they dumped Adrian Gonzalez and a bunch of those contracts and Josh Beckett the year before, and they brought in a bunch of, you know, stopgap players. And I really thought it was, okay, we're going to have a bunch of stopgap players. It, we're not going to be very good, but at least it doesn't have the taste in our mouth from last year. And it turned out the stopgap players clicked in a way that we never thought. There was a, There was the marathon bombing and everything like that. But the, the, the main difference, however, between the 2013 Red Sox and the 2023 Pirates are that Red Sox team had John Lester, yeah. Clay Buckholtz, David Ortiz, and Dustin Pedroia. So they still had four. They weren't loaded. They, they did get yeah. tons of contributions from the Koji Uaharas and Johnny Gomes and Mike Napoli's and Shane Victorinos of the world, who they all imported that year. But they still they did have four key all-star performer. Now, Lester, uh, Lester and Buckholz had terrible years the pre- the previous year, 
but they rebounded and had wonderful years, uh, at least if Buckles' his first half. And um, Ortiz cycled again. Um, I can say that I'm a Red Sox fan. And uh, Pedroia was the, the spark plug. And so, uh, in some ways, McCutcheon is playing a combination of the Ortiz and Pedroia role. In yeah. that he's the star, the face of the team, the harkens back to a, a glory time, but he's not the Ortiz run, you know, 40, 50 home run run producer. He's more of the spark plug that yeah. Pedroia was. So and he's I, like, he's kind of a, a hybrid of that. Yeah. And I feel, yeah. And I feel that's a good comparison too. And when you were mentioning like Ortiz, Pedroia and those pitchers right now, those pitchers for the Pirates are playing very well. And then you have Brian Reynolds and Andrew McCutcheon along with Key Brian Hayes, who I've never seen him play better defensively, and he's already a phenomenal defender. I have not seen him play defense as well in a very long time. And they have a lot of complementary pieces, and one of the big things that I love about them too, they just have so many guys that you could just plug and pick and like put them wherever you want. G1 Bay, he could play second base or he can go to the outfield. Connor Joe. He can play left field or go to first base. Jack Sawinski can play left field, center field, or right field perfectly fine. They have so many guys that they can just plug and play wherever they need to based off of a pitching matchup, based off of analytics, based off of how the weather is that day if they want to do it that way. And I think that's their biggest strong suit right now is they just have so many different guys that are offering so many different things at the same time right now. Like if I was on Ultimate Baseball GM, this is the way I would want my team to play. All right, well, look at so many years, Pirate fans just needed to, you know, it was so bad they need to basically have someone to give them some help to get yeah. them through the year, kind of like therapy in a way. And I'll tell you something, um, I've been through therapy. There's no, bon- no, no bones about it. Next month is Mental Health Month. We all need to turn to people from time to time. And... You know what? That's kind of like what you get from BetterHelp. And the show has been sponsored by BetterHelp for today. And getting to know yourself, that can be a lifelong process. I've been going through stuff my whole I've changed careers, changed things in my life. And it's not always been fun. Therapy is about deepening your self-awareness and understanding. Because sometimes we don't know what we want. Or how we'd react if we do get what we want. Until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery wherever you are. Now, if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Now, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So, discover your potential with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash MLB to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MLB. I'll tell you, sometimes you do need to reach out and get your therapy. But sometimes, you know what? You just need some comfort food. But it's better to have something that is, you know, at least good for you than not just, you know, a junk food. Which brings us to... Built Bars. Now, let me tell you something. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you're like me, you want to have some healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, this is the best thing for you. 
Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy. They taste amazing. They're so great you won't think they're good for you, but you got to try this. And what makes Built Bars so good? They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I know how Bill does it, but they get these to taste great and still be good for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, whopping 18 grams of protein. Now, you don't need to get a box through the mail. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club and still get the specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, uh, double chocolate, or coconut puff. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in grab a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. That's right. This is all about the Built Bars. And sing that song with me. Built Bars! They're still good. Final segment here with Ethan Smith. we got some good shows coming up here. Uh, on Monday's show, I'm recapping all of the games that happened over the weekend, including the what looked like was going to be a perfect game for the Tigers, which turned into yet another walk-off win for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, the Red Sox wild win over Milwaukee. The fact that the Tampa Bay Rays just refused to lose under any circumstance. And I'll mention the Pirates, but let's face it, we're covering that here. And uh, I did a little bit of uh, uh, mathematics for Ethan Smith of Lockdown Pirates. Guess what? What's up? The magic number for the Pirates to clinch the National League Central is 139. I'm for that. I mean, what what is their on-pace record right now? Like 111 and like... Great. Now you're making me you're making me do more math. You're making me do more math. Thanks uh, a lot. Carry, carry the four. Uh, but I would uh, since I know you're a historical baseball buff, Sully. When was the last time the Pirates started sixteen and seven? Oh God, um, it wasn't that weird year like in two thousand three or two thousand two where they got off to a really good start, was it? Because nope. they, they did. There was a year where they got off to a fast start and then they really slowed down. But it's not uh, that th- one. I believe that was thirteen and seven. I remember it being mentioned okay. the other day. The last time they started sixteen and seven was nineteen ninety two. I wonder what happened in nineteen ninety two. They, they a lot of very, good things. Yeah, they got to within one. Uh, third string catchers swing from going to the world series. Yeah. And, uh, you know, instead of throwing Tim Wakefield out there who the Braves couldn't hit with a 10 foot pole, uh, you know, they throw out Stan Belinda and, uh, there's still the video of Andy Vance, like pushing bonds in, trying to tell him, go in. He can't, he's not going to hit it over your head. And it still is in my nightmares, even though I wasn't alive because of course they had 20 straight losing seasons after that. Um, but the Pirates being 16 and seven, uh, obviously with the results of some of these games, they are now sole first place in the national league, uh, with the results of some of these games. So that's always nice to see, uh, obviously <laughs> not the best record in baseball because the Tampa Bay Rays just can't seem to freaking lose. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is fun to watch Sully. I, I actually don't really know how to comprehend all of it. Well, they're on pace to win 112 games. How much? By the way, I would love to see a Tampa Bay Pittsburgh World Series. 
it would be hilarious. Just, I mean, first of all, whenever I, if I ever hear anyone say, and I have heard people say this, oh man, the ratings for that would be so low. I always think, what are you, what are you selling ads for Tide or Chevy? What do you care what the ratings are? I've never understood that. But also it would be like, yeah, but for people who say small markets can't compete, I would love to see that. I would just love, love, love to see that, that gigantic middle finger. But pirate fans, man, you all deserve it. But yeah. I, I was my um, junior year of college when the Francisco Cabrera hit. And you would have thought I grew up in Pittsburgh. Uh, I was rooting for them so hard. And, and there are a couple of games, I'm not going to lie to you, there are a couple of games that I that do not involve the Red Sox that I do uh, toss and turn thinking about. That is one of them. Uh, another one is game seven of the 1997 World Series with Cleveland had a chance to clinch. Um, I do think about that. And I think about the game seven Cubs Cleveland because I was the only person rooting for Cleveland in that World Series. But yeah, there's a couple of games like that. And, you know, the when the Pirates had a chance to win in 91 because I think the 91 team was the most talented of the Pirates team yeah. of that run. I think they probably would have beaten Minnesota in the World Series, but what do I yeah. know? And, I mean, you look at the uh, best records in baseball right now, and you mentioned some of that small spending. I mean, you look at Pittsburgh up there, Tampa Bay's up there, um, Baltimore is up there, the Brewers are up there. It's a lot of teams up there right now that aren't known as those big spending teams. Uh, I mean, Minnesota's 12-10. and 10. I mean, the Diamondbacks are 12 and 10. The Marlins are 12 and 10. There's a lot of teams right now that don't spend a lot of money that are very interesting. But what else I find interesting, too, is that there's only six teams in the National League right now that have a positive run differential out of the 15, which I think is very interesting. Um, The Dodgers being one of them, the Cubs, Braves, Mets, Pirates, and Brewers being the other ones. But as I always say, run differential is always weird because, I mean, the Pirates just outscored the Rockies 33-9 to five days ago. So that's going to inflate that. But, yeah, I mean, the ratings thing when you were talking about that, like Rays, Pirates, World Series, I mean, it would be interesting to see the fact that you would go to one of the most beautiful ballparks in baseball for a couple of those games and then whatever they want to call Tropicana Field uh, for the other games. But it's what baseball needs, I think. I really do. And I think you feel the same way. Baseball needs stuff like this where a team like Pittsburgh, a team like Baltimore is going after it because they should go after it. Oh, we don't have the players. We're not going to go after it like uh, Oakland right now and Kansas City and Colorado and Cincinnati and Washington – the Pirates were in that spot most of the last two years. I understand it. But this is what, to, if I had to say something to any of these teams, do what the Pirates did. Why not bring in veterans? Why not bring in some stopgap players that can help you win some games and build a culture of winning? Now, I will I will, I will, object to one of the teams that you threw in there is throwing in Washington because they had a whole decade of going for it. Yes. And then they wound up they, – they, they got a World Series title for their trouble, and then they said, okay, it's time to break it apart. So I don't put that in the same category as some of the other teams you just mentioned. But I've had – the last thing I want to talk about is I've had many people ask me if you were to have – if you weren't into baseball, how would you get into it? And my answer has always been find the human interest story that makes you 
want to root for a team. Because when you think about like a, most sports movies, like Rocky isn't just about a boxing match. The Rookie isn't just about a mop-up reliever. Hoosiers just isn't about a high school basketball team. Like the really great sports movies are about the – you know, the, the emotion leading up to the big game. That's why the Olympics gets us to care about God knows what sports. We couldn't, we wouldn't watch in a hostage situation. We suddenly are getting super enthralled in because we find out about the backstories. Well, one of the great backstories happened this weekend involving the pirates. It's Drew Matt. Is it Maggi or Maggi? Maggi. Maggi, who has been a minor league infielder, since 2000, for 17 years, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. something like that, something insane like that. Okay, okay, not 17 years. A long time. He's 33 years old. Yeah. He's 33 years old. 13 years. He's, okay, 13 years he's been in the minor leagues. And they called him up. There's a great video of Crab, the, uh, uh, the manager of the Altoona Curve, who's their double-A team, having the team together. He's giving a speech. And at the end, he tells them that he's been called to the major leagues. Now, he did get a major league call earlier in his career when he was in Minnesota. He was on the roster, but he never got in a game. Yeah. And so now he's being called up uh, based on Reynolds on the bereavement list. There's a roster spot open. And this infielder, Drew Maggie, who has been there for 13 years, bouncing around from, from you know, from, uh, 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 from organization to organization, he's going to be Dennis Quaid in the rookie He's mm-hmm. going to be a major leaguer. And I want to see more stories like this because, you know, if you see the video of him learning about his call-up, it's kind of like uh, um, Bernard, the, uh, who was the uh, uh, player for the Rockies last year who got his call-up. If, if that doesn't put a tear in your eye, then I'm sorry. You're one of the replicant robots from Blade Runner because uh, that's just the best. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. My uh, computer decided it wanted to just freeze, but yeah. Uh, I mean, everything you said can't agree more. Uh, it sucked that he couldn't get into the game on Sunday because it was such a tightly contested game. Uh, but they kept joking about it being uh, like Rudy where <laughs> Andrew McCutcheon, Carlos Santana and all the guys all go into Derek Shelton's office and like put their jerseys on the table and say, you put them in the game or we don't play. Um, that didn't happen. But it is nice that his family was able to get there. His mom said that she was uh, shocked that Drew called her at the time that she <laughs> that he called her to learn about it. It was nice that he was able to get to go in the dugout and all that good stuff. I mean, he said the team welcomed him with open arms, all that. And he's he's heard that same speech hundreds of times where the manager gets up there and lets the guy know he's getting promoted and he just has to sit there and just wait and wait, and wait, and wait, and now he finally gets to come up. Now, I don't know if it's just like a one-day thing. Even it, if it is. Even, even if, if it, it is, is, it means enough, because that means you were on the roster for one day, and not too many people can say that. Just, I mean, there's not well, a lot of people that can say that. The player, it was named Winton Bernard, who played for Colorado last year, and they showed the video of him telling his mom via his smartphone and the mom said that even if you only get in for one day, you did it. You made it mm-hmm. all the way. And he started the minor leagues in 2012 in the Pirates or in the uh, uh, San Diego organization in 2012, and didn't make it to the major leagues until 2022. 
and he did get into 12 games. And he and he actually held his own. I mean, he batted 286 in 12 games, and so he did, he wasn't like a washout. And for the record, he's in the Toronto organization right now. And the thing that could make him uh, valuable to come up is that he's like a 30, 40 stolen base guy in the minor league. So yep. he could be a pinch runner type. Now that we've added stolen bases back to the game, yes. you know. But hey, look at Ethan Smith. I want to have you on when things are positive, and. Uh, I think they've almost clinched a winning April. So, yeah. you know, let's uh, – this Dodger series is big. But we've seen L.A. has not been the dominant team that people thought they were going to be, at least thus far. So we'll see what happens. But, Ethan Smith, tell us more about your great show and where we can listen to it. Uh, well, I have tons of content coming this week. Uh, we're going to have a lot of guests on. Uh, find it on YouTube, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcast and find Sully's show. I'm also on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan. You know, nice little bottom uh, little thing there. And, uh, of course, at Locked on Pirates as well, where we always break down all the games, have a good time, and engage with everybody. And you can follow us at Locked on MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I am your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Talking with Ethan Smith, who follows the first place Pittsburgh Pirates with the best record in the National League. This has been Locked On MLB, a Sunday episode. Tomorrow, we're going to be recapping the weekend's games. So you're going to hear some of my thoughts on that and my complete shaking my head at the Angels' in- inability to win games that are being handed to them. Uh, That's going to be on Monday's show. This has been Locked On MLB for the 23rd day of April 2023. Also, check out our shorts and see who owns baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Ethan, what can people call me? Uh, Sully Baseball, of course. Sure. Sully Baseball, Sully. Anything with the word Sully in it, you know?